Um, what do you mean? So I, I have some confusion re uh, regarding um, the how the procapnula plays out. How? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I guess there's. I have multiple questions, but um, so I, I have this understanding. There seem to be two different understandings that I uh, that that Krishna's leaders are going on eternally, and there's one understanding that. So he's starting one leela, uh, and, and the moment he finishes his leela in one universe, he's starting again in the next. Uh, I, I seem to develop the idea that um, from each the moment one pastime has been enacted in this world, that same pastime is happening in the next universe. I don't know where I got that idea from, but I'm, I'm not sure which is the correct idea. Does, does that does that make sense? What um? Yeah, you're asking uh, for example, if I understand correctly, for example, if the Prakat Leela manifests on Earth, and then it plays itself out entirely, then it starts in another universe. Is that how it works, or does it work that as each moment of each Leela in the Prakat Leela passes, it's simultaneously appearing? somewhere else in another yeah. universe, yes. right? Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that's uh, definitively been said about that, other than the fact that um, the example is often given, and it's given in um, the commentaries in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu uh, in particular, I believe uh, that the way, a way, and a an analogy to help us think about the nature of the eternal leela is that is that of the sun, which it's always twelve o'clock somewhere on Earth, right? Well, it's only twelve o'clock for a second in each place. So similarly, the leela is eternally going on um, somewhere. So that analogy uh, lends to the idea that you were questioning about is the Leela happening simultaneously in another universe hmm? a second later or whatever right hmm? I, yeah, like I said I don't think uh, there's any detailed description of that but the analogy lends to your to your uh, understanding. That matter, what is a universe? Uh, what is meant by the multiverse? I mean, these are concepts um, and even words, if you will, that are not uh, necessarily completely um, uh, don't necessarily completely correspond with the terms in Sanskrit, the jagat, the world, um, uh, I don't even know if there's another word uh, for the universe, the jagat, the world, many worlds, many worlds. So whether that's many universes or galaxies, that's another thing. Um, but um, suffice to say, uh, as the analogy I cited uh, seeks to um, inform us, 
that every moment of the Leela is going on somewhere at some time. Hmm? Um, and at the same time, it would seem that as the Prakat Leela uh, ends here, it too may, so I, I would start again somewhere else. So I would say that, you know, you could look at it both ways, uh, both, both at the same time, <laughs> even. But if, if, for example, given the analogy I cited with the sun, the whole Leela has to play out before it starts over again, the Goswamis seem to want to, you know, speak against that, because the implication of that would be that that certain aspects of the leela stopped and then restarted at another time, rather than being eternally eternally playing. So um, that said, another of course way to look at that is that what the Prakat Leela, the manifest Leela is, is as I've often said, kind of the trailer to the movie of the Uppercut or the unmanifest Leela. So I suppose that another way to look at that might be that um, as the Leela is passing in appearance here and a certain Leela is retiring and no longer existing, it's actually um, existing in, in the Uppercut Leela. Of course, there are leelas in the Prakat leela that are not different from the bhavas of the Prakat leela, and in that sense, they're the same, but are different in terms of uh, of, of, of details. Hmm? And for that matter, it's also uh, arguably a fact or a distinct possibility that. Uh, that as the Leela, the Prakat Leela plays itself out in other universes, it plays itself out somewhat differently. Hmm? <laughs> uh, and the evidence for that, of course, well, is just uh, the reasoning that the Leela is not bound by his history to how to, re how to play itself out over and over again. But that, uh, second to that, I believe that uh, in his commentary in Ujwal Nilmani, Vishwanath Chakrabhitakur has, has uh, described the Leela of, of the Bhagavatam, the Prakat Leela as it's described in the Bhagavatam, to be different and from a different um, um, universe or a, a different uh, uh, um, playing out of that Leela from the Prakat Leela described in Rupa Goswami's dramas, Vidabdu Madhava and Alita Madhava. There are some significant uh, differences in terms of details in, in, in the way Rupa Goswami describes the Prakat Leela. Uh, and so Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur again reasons, well, he's talking about a different manifestation of the Prakat Leela at another time in a different kalpa. Hmm? Uh, uh, so anyway, that supports the idea that even as the Leela plays itself out again in another universe or at another time, let's say, um, it doesn't have to be exactly uh, the same. Um, um, so some Leelas in the Bhagavatam 
might not always play themselves out. Um, um, take, for example, the Brahma Vimohan Leela, it's occurring every day, once in a day of Brahma, but it, one, one day he gets enlightened. Hmm. Does it continue to play itself out every day for the rest of his life? You could say, well, arguably no, it's, 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 a, it's a one-time thing. The Brahma Vimohan Leela, aspects of it would be there, but not the bewilderment of Brahma, and so on and so forth. So these are just, I'm just giving you some information about how it's talked about. Whether I'm reaching a conclusion as to your question, I don't think there's really an answer beyond what I've said, and analogies only seek to try to illustrate the point, the point being that the Leelas are eternal, and yeah, every aspect of it is eternal. I've given an example of, for example, an uppercut lead, like a movie theater where all these movies are playing at the same time, just go, which door you go into, is which movie it is, or it could be which part, some different part of, a diff of the same movie, let's say, for example. Um, so, um, in some ways, I would say within our uh, uh, need and capacity, if you will, to reason and to bring these uh, ideas into our head and fit them between our ears, uh, such concepts are, are sought to be explained through analogies and, and whatnot, but we don't find, hmm, if you, if you look too much to make it fit entirely, I'm not saying you're doing this, but in, within your intellect, well, we should be cautioned about that because intellect unto itself is not the way to go there and it cannot capture it. Um, 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 and um, as such, uh, all the details of how this fits with that. And if that happened, how could this happen over here? And how could that? That, that, that kind of a thing. We, we could try to work that out, you know, to some extent. And to a large extent, it is worked out. And it's, it's very compelling. Like, wow, this is really all the fits together really, really well, the whole, whole story. But um, it's that those explanations and whatnot, where if you really look closely, some details are missing here. And it seems like, uh oh, here's a problem. You have to fall back on, you know, these are just ways of trying to speak about something that transcends the limits of our mind and reasoning and, and to try to make them too literal, you know, it, itself, um, in order for them to be real is, is a problem. We're not real, is you know? <laughs> a, is a, is a better, uh, you know, answer. Our whole perception of what's out there, if you will, is not, uh, what's out there. It's, it's just a perception, um, 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 so, so that those are some thoughts on on the matter, um, and um, it would seem that yeah, the idea is that each part of every leela is always playing itself out. Let's suffice to say this somewhere. Hmm? Given the example of the sun, it's always twelve o'clock somewhere. Does that help? <laughs> Better not think about it too much. I, I think I'm, gonna, I'm just going to think even more now. <laughs> you got to try to you got to try to feel these things, you know, feel them and see how they're trying to move you to to feel in a different way and to be 
be different and to get out of your head. They're meant to actually take us out of our the limits of our head, but we kind of try to trap it within our head. And, 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 and you know, to a point, obviously, you have to do that. You have to satisfy your reasoning, but ultimately we have to rest with, the, with the, what the limitations of reasoning are and be glad that there's something that transcends its limitations. Hmm. So, I mean, and that's the whole, you know, that's a very key a point to raise really in, in modern society, which is for a couple uh, hundred, uh, well, a couple of, let's say a couple of centuries now has been like this rationalist, you know, perspective. Um, it's important for us to uh, stress the limitations of reason in terms of it being a, a, a vehicle to, by which we could arrive at the comprehensive knowing and all the great religious traditions, ours included, tries to speak about uh, with the limitation of words, something that is beyond word, beyond thought, beyond reasoning, and as such speaks about it in, in ways that sometimes don't seem entirely, don't entirely fit. They're metaphorical, they're allegorical, they're um, uh, poetic, um, and, and so on and so forth. But there are like philosophical, theological points, obviously uh, embedded in there that, that, that grab on, that your reason can grab onto. Like if there is to be a um, love in transcendence, there has to be movement in transcendence. It cannot be still, there has to be, an, an, there has to be another that you can be one with. Love is about, you, in, in, in love there is no other. That's the teaching. In love there is no other. So there's, a, there's your non-dualism in which, you know, they're, they're <laughs> the subject and the object merge, but in, it's, it's, a, it's a dynamic kind of a merging compared, for example, to the monistic uh, uh, Advaitin perspective of, of merging where one cancels out the other. As I often say, in love, you and I become we. It's one. Mm -hmm. So this is a beautiful thing. So this is Leela. Mm -hmm. So here, this is a philosophical and theological point to grab onto. Everything else about it is, is, is somewhat of a detail. Not that the details aren't important, they're empowered descriptions on the part of great devotees who have experience in that realm, coming back from it to try to share it with us and put it in words. And those words have power and so forth. But at the same time, they have their limitations. And, 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 and that also involves what we're talking about, the limitations of explaining something that transcends um, reason. Um, Eternity itself seems to transcend reason. I, I know what eternity is, but what can I say about it? <laughs> how can I explain it to you? <laughs> or how can you can explain it to somebody else? You can only say so much about it. It doesn't do justice to, to, to the experience. One has to experience it. That I'm eternal. That's just the beginning of a real spiritual life. So those are some, some, some thoughts on it that... Uh, I think are worth considering. Did you have some further questions um, along the lines of your original question? Yeah, yes. It, it, um, 
again, it's like I, um, in regards to Prakat Lila and Aprakat Lila, as confused as whether they are um, two separate things happening or there is some overlayering. So there's when the, when the Prakat Lila, the manifest Lila, is is um, unfolding, the Aprakat Lila is going on at the same time. But the two, the same players in each Lila, Nanda Maharaj and the Aprakat Lila, and Nanda Maharaj and the Prakat Lila, each one does not realize that the, the Prakat Lila is going on or that the Aprakat Lila is going on, but they are. So you see, we know more than Nanda Maharaj, but we know nothing. <laughs> Does that, that, that means there's more than one Nanda Maharaj? It's just like uh, there's only one Krishna, but he manifests in different leelas at different times and so forth. So his associates, you can't have Krishna without his associates. If Krishna, you can't have the son of Nanda without Nanda. <laughs> So when we talk, we talk about when we talk. Excuse me. When we talk about Krishna, it means Krishna and his associates. They, they can't be just a Krishna without his associates. They are the they are the love that he is the object of. So, so, so the so the Krishna is carrying on the Prakat Leela and and in the Aprakat Leela at the same time. For example, during the Prakat Leela, at a certain point. Um, when Krishna, I believe it was when he saved Nanda Maharaj from Varuna, then the, the uh, elders asked, well, your son is just so magical. Maybe we could ask, maybe he has some insight what our next life will be. Everybody wants to know what their next life will be. So, so Krishna showed them their next life and he showed them the Aprakat Leela. Hmm. It was already going on. He showed them the Aprakat Leela and there they were. It had a slightly different flavor, the Kadamba trees were a little, little larger there, um, for example, um, a little, little more uh, Aishvarya mm -hmm. uh, sensibility, um, slightly. Uh, the, the, it's called Devalila, the Prakatlila is called Naralila, so it's more, even more human-like, if you will, because it's being performed you know, on location in, in humanity. But anyway, um, both are going on at the same time. Are there two Nanda Marjas? That's like asking, are there two Krishnas? Yeah, so uh, I get, uh, so they would be considered e expansions of the same Nanda rather than two independent. Yeah, something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and when uh, Krishna manifests as different, uh, as, 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 as um, Ramchandra or another avatar, then if he's an avatar like Ramchandra, where he has a father and mother, then um, uh, one could conceive of Dasarath as the expansion of Nandamarsh for that Leela. Balaram is there as Lakshman, for example. Maybe that's a better example. What else? Something else along those lines? Uh, 
<laughs> I think that's as much as I can cope with it. Yeah, yeah. I have more thoughts on it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're interesting questions. They're good questions in one sense. In another sense, they don't, you know, they only matter if they matter to you, if your head needs to, <laughs> to, to deal with them. Otherwise, chant and go there will be, you know, the kind of answer Prabhupada would offer you. Why don't you go there and find out? He would say, giving you the, the method, you know, which transcends the, uh, the, the limits of the reason's capacity to go there. Okay, good. So, Another question? So Monty, um, maybe next. Sajan actually had like a comment slash question before a follow-up. Okay. Dandavats Maharaj. Um, yeah, you know, just a few impressions came to me in regard to this last uh, dialogue um, with um, Suki Krishna Prabhu. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned previously, I might have that uh, Srila Guru Maharaj was especially fond of uh, the name Adhokshaja of, of the Divine because uh, he, um, he said, how much can we actually hold in our puppy brain? That's the phrase he used, puppy brain, like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that, uh, but the impression, it, it came to me that um, the phrase Jnana Shunya Bhakti, you know, sometimes it was interpreted to mean like one should not have uh, knowledge or jnana like that. But the truth is, as, as you so just beautifully mentioned, you know, we do not know and we cannot know. That's more like it's closer to, you know, um, you know, what the phrase jnana shunya bhakti encompasses is, is the, is, you know, beyond do's or don'ts, it's what is true. We, we do not know, you know, uh, all these different intricacies or complexities of, you know, leelas and how the they... Known and unknowable. Yeah, exactly, exactly like that, you know. There's a, saying, there's a statement, he who says he knows Brahman does not know Brahman. Exactly, exactly. It's so, exactly, you know, my own direct experience is it's, it's extremely refreshing to just really, really acknowledge and, and get real comfortable with not knowing, you know, like every single, you know, answer to this philosophical conundrum and that. <laughs> and the different controversies like, you know, Ramanuja said this, uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti said that, etc., you know, like that. Uh, yeah. It's very, it's very refreshing, very liberating, and I think it helps us to really have greater appreciation for the word achintya in achintya beta beta tattva. You know that it's, it's you know like anyway. There was just a few like you know impressions I wanted to just run by you. I felt. <laughs> yeah, you've raised a couple good points. Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Question. Another question. Uh, Sumati, Sumati's question is next. Can you hear me, Guru Maharaj? Yes, I can see you too. Okay. <laughs> um, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about Krishna loving us, loving the sadhakas who are um, endeavoring to actually become devotees. And, you know, you're like Paramatma 
the form of Krishna is in our heart, but he's there as a witness. And um, it's not like we're having loving exchanges with the Paramatma feature. And then Krishna's totally absorbed in enjoying his pastimes and the Braj Leela. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I've been reading some Richard Rohr and Father Keating and Thomas Merton, and they seem to emphasize the, the Christian mystics, how much God loves us. He says he loves everyone unconditionally. And that seems to be such a comforting thing for the practitioner to. Right, right, yeah. That's a very strong point in, um, strong emphasis, I should say, in Christianity and um, other religions as well. I understand your point, and I'll say a few things. Um, I think that um, that there's a layer, if you will, to Gaudi Vaishnavism that um, is not penetrable. Uh, to the same extent in such religious traditions, um, which causes them to emphasize this point to the extent that they do. The whole idea of Goloka Vrindavan and how there is a realm in which God, his own godhood, is, is suppressed, if you will, by the power of the love of the devotees, which is such a central theme to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's the goal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism to attain it. So, so we put a lot of emphasis on that. And such a, a notion and a layer or a a degree of penetration into transcendence is not something that we find, for example, let's say, in Christianity. Um, and as such, there is no talk about the associates and what happens in heaven, for example. And, and so there's us and, and there's God. That seems to be all, all there is. There's us, there's some angels, whatever. Um, you don't hear much about them. Um, and, and and so on, and and if you do hear anything about him, or somebody makes a movie about an angel, and he's all here talking about us and ends up liking the world, you know. <laughs> uh, usually in those kind of movies, um, doesn't want to leave it and go back to God. So anyway, uh, there's uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to short uh, uh, or um, since it's not a critique of those traditions and the, and the persons that you, you mentioned, but they're working with a particular explanation that causes, to some extent, that emphasis to be as strong as it is, which in contrast, given the um, insights about the possibilities and transcendence that we find in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it, it doesn't lend itself to the same kind of emphasis. Now, that's not to say that that emphasis is absent. And um, uh, the place that I would uh, turn 
to um, play, if you will, that uh, side of Krishna would be the Brihat Bhagavatamrita and the very compelling way in which Pujapatrita Marsh has spoken about uh, Gopal Kumar's entrance into the Aprakat Leela and Krishna's uh, welcoming him, embracing him, weeping, passing out, and then coming to uh, external consciousness, or whatever that is in Goloka, <laughs> and, and, and then speaking about how he was with him at Sadaka throughout so many lives as a sadhaka, as he went from door to door and had the door closed in his face and people weren't listening and he had to undergo this trial and that tribulation and so on and so forth. And that he was, he kept always looking down the pathway. Is he coming? Is he coming? Something like that. So it's very, very compelling. It speaks uh, to us about the fact a beautiful uh, point of the teaching that's brought out, as you know, most of you by Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur in um, his Raghavart Machandrika, that point being that Krishna has the two sides to him, a side where he's bewildered, if you will, by the love of the devotee and loses sight of his own godhood and his omniscience. Mm -hmm. Now, when the former is in place, the omniscience doesn't disappear. It's what makes him God. It just recedes to the background because if it were in the foreground, that intimacy of their loving exchange would not be possible. Hmm? So the love of the devotees, the intimate love and brudge causes that omniscience to recede to the background so that that, and, and, that, and as such that becomes possible. So by the force of their, their bhakti, hmm? But it doesn't disappear because he is God. And that's what makes the whole thing, you know, as sweet and charming as it is, that the God would um, uh, be over, uh, controlled, if you will. Uh, the supreme control would be controlled by praying, by love. It's a very beautiful part of our um, theology. So um, he makes this point in Raghavart Machandrika by citing a verse. Uh, from the Bhagavatam, in which Uddhava, who is Krishna's uh, advisor in um, Dwarka, marvels as Krishna asks him for advice by way of saying, you know, you're the supreme God, and you're asking me, this is incredible what, what position I'm in here, you're asking me for my counsel, for my advice, I mean, this is, this is mind-blowing to me. So he says, in that setting in Dwaraka, the omniscience of Krishna is more manifest. So Uddhava is aware of it, and it's 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 kind of sweet to him, you know, to think, wow, you're God, and you're asking, and you're in this situation, and I'm in the same situation, and I'm asked, and you're you're asking me this. So there, the bewilderment. By the, if you will, by the force of love or the force of love that suppresses the omniscience, it's not as powerful. But both sides are there, as illustrated in the verse. And he, then he gives the very insightful point that, and in Vrindavan, it's reversed. 
So in Vrindavan, the, the uh, situation is such that the omniscience is, 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 more, is less prominent. The Aishvarya is suppressed by the praying, but it's still there. And he makes this point, of course, and many of you are aware of this, but, I, but it's worth uh, repeating and emphasizing. He makes this point in, in reply to the question that if God, Krishna, is wrapped up in the love of Radha, Nanda, Yusoda, Sridham, um, and so forth, and his sense of his own godhood is obscured by that, we as sadhakas are praying to him. Uh, it seems like he won't hear us. Therefore, perhaps we should send our prayers to the Paramatma, who will somehow get it, get it to him. And uh, so he gives this whole explanation to say, no, that's not the case. We should, we should not do that because his omniscience is there. It's in the background and it's functioning in relation to the sadhakas and their prayers that he's hearing and taking in. Sometimes it will manifest in the leela itself, in the Prakat leela in particular, where he slays a demon or something like that. And that's for our sake. Who else would it be for? <laughs> um, right? Um, 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 and of course, the Brajpasis have ways of thinking about that, explaining that, and so on and so forth. It doesn't uh, push back, if you will, on their their frame. No, but anyway, that it, it while it manifests sometimes his Aishvarya, the fact that he's God, he comes to the to the to the um, back to that realization momentarily in Braj in the context of the Leela. Meanwhile, it's, it's, it's always functioning in relation to the sadhakas. And so it's said also in this regard that the kastuba mani, the jewel, the kastuba jewel that Krishna wears around his neck represents all the jivas, which is an indication um, of how dear they are uh, to him. After all, uh, we are manifest, if you will, we're eternal, we have no beginning, but we're, we're manifest at the whim of the Paramatma out of Leela, out of love. For love's sake, we're, we're manifest. Um, the fact that our, um, the one becoming many um, is, In, in relation also with the world, which is problematic, is then a cause for the descent, the avatar of, of Bhagavan, the manifestation of the Vedas, the, the movement in the world of the sadhakas and, and so on and so forth, that we can um, uh, make such contact and, and, and again, as a, a meet our maker, so to speak, right? Um, so the whole world is manifest by Vishnu for Leela. And, you know, we look underneath that 
it's 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 uh, it's it's taught that um, he's giving the jivas a chance to have a body that they could so that they could use it, turn it into a sadhaka deha, and you know attain attain love of God. Um, so there's a lot of ways we can talk about the fact that God uh, uh, cares about us, if, if you will. But there's reasons that we sometimes emphasize those who he cares about, you know, so much that he loses a sense of godhood, and that kind of caring for him is the ideal that we should try to imbibe. The fact that he cares for us is just a given. Mm-hmm. The, the emphasis is that we don't care about him, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the problem. And the more that we do, we'll probably just to say, if you take one step towards Krishna, he'll take 10 steps towards you. So uh, the problem is not on his side. The problem is not on, a, is, is on our side. The problem is not lack of information about God. It's a lack of interest, uh, as Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur used to say. So this is certainly a feature of um, the God and, 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 and of Krishna as well as, as that beautiful story in, in Brihad Bhagavatamata um, relates. It's very compelling there. I think that's published in Loving Search for the Lost Servant, uh, the, 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 uh, some speeches of Pujapachrita Marsh Gurmarsh um, turned into book form. And um, so I recommend you you, you read it. Oh, I, I find it very uh, compelling. And then, of course, there are uh, examples in, in Gorlila. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just thinking that too, how um, Jitanya Mahaprabhu, I think it was during that 21 hour thing when he was calling the different devotees to him and saying, Remember, well, I when, was with you at this time. And, right. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to. I think it was maybe, maybe Srivast talked about. You remember the time you came to the river, yeah. running from the, from the, when the Muslims were chasing you, and and you went to the river to, to take a boat to get to the other side, and there was no boat. It was Ganga, I think Ganga Das. Or... Ganga Das, and there was no boat. And then a boatman came. I was that boatman. I, I took. <laughs> yeah, or when uh, Hari Dastaka was beaten by the by the. Uh, mm. Magistrate and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took all the beating on his own body and showed that to Hari Dastakar. So there are many nice examples. Howard cares about his devotees, his sadhakas, uh, or those playing the role of sadhakas to teach us that he cares about sadhakas. He he demonstrates that. So there's a whole side of Gaudiya Vaishnavism there that uh, that, uh, it may be worth uh, emphasizing writing a book about even just that um, from the Gaudiya perspective, laying out these, these, these points, um, given, as you say, that it's something that is that people in general find compelling. Someone loves you more than, you know, you love yourself. And, uh, I think we, you know, we can see that in our relationship with our gurus too, that we get yeah. so much care and help. I love you. Definitely. I love you. <laughs> okay. Cool, my driver Okay. So I was actually reading that section in Brihad Bhagavatamrita last night. Um, 
where Gopu Kumar enters the Leela. And I found uh, one part to be um, especially charming where Krishna runs from the herd and says, hey, look, Sridham, it's my friend Sarupa. Um, it was just very innocent, inviting. And I was wondering if, is it, is it a notable uh, fact that Gopu Kumar enters the Leela at that period of the day, at the Goduli period? Yeah, were you reading a bit of Bhagavatamrita? Yes. Well, I've made that point that, 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 that you know, it's worth, um, um, uh, emphasizing. Um, of course, at the same time, um, our typical uh, path to entering into the Aprakat Leela includes taking birth in the Prakat Leela. Hmm. This was not the case with, uh, with Gopa Kumar. The idea of taking birth in the Prakat Leela, I believe has to do with the emphasis on the fact that uh, it's difficult to obtain Baba, but Baba itself for it to turn into Premarasa needs to be intensified. And therefore it, it may, uh, take take some time. I think this is kind of the, the basis of that idea, which is sometimes played out as well. You, you might attain Bob, but then you have to take birth in the Prakat Leela and, and, or another birth and then the birth in the Prakat Leela. Sometimes it's described like that. But the point is that for Bob to turn, to be churned and to turn into Prem, that uh, that takes some time. It's a little, it's a little easier of a sadhana than than turning sadhana bhakti into, into bhava. <laughs> a little more enjoyable, I, I suppose. You have to be enjoy, enjoy, you know, kind of philosophically <laughs> as, a, as, as a sadhaka, uh, sometimes um, more than uh, relishing, if you will, um, all of the practices as is done in bhava bhakti. But at any rate, um, um, Obviously, it's it it's uh, there's a principle being described. It's not an absolute. It has to go in this way. Gopakumar being, you know, an exception, if you will, to that norm. So, if you are to take birth in the Prakat Leela, the normal course, as it's as it's thought, then um, um, um how or what time you would enter into the Prakat Leela, Aprakat Leela, <laughs> it seems to be a kind of a moot point. Uh, so his entrance there was, was kind of unique, if you will, in a way. In other words, it's described that in the Prakat Leela, when it winds up, Krishna comes back, kills Dantavakra, crosses the Jamuna back to Braj and takes everybody back with him. And then his expansion, Brihananda's Krishna's expansion as Dwarkanath continues the Leela, winding up the Dwarka Leela, and so on and so forth. So Krishna takes everyone, all of a sudden they would seem they find themselves back in, in the in the uppercut Leela, or there for the first time, as may be the case. But so it's a little bit a little bit unique in the way that's explained. But I think again, you need to emphasize the points that Krishna's, and that, that's a significant point. All right, that Krishna's um, 
Krishna comes to the world. This is another way of thinking about it. And, and manifests his leela for the sadhakas, hmm? who, whose sadhana has reached a pitch. Uh, and there's sadhana also, if you will, in Baba Bhakti, a pitch that he cannot bear their separation anymore. Hmm? So he manifests the, the prakat leela hmm? uh, to pick them up, paritranaya sadhunam. He comes to deliver the devotees. This is the main reason. And as a byproduct, he establishes dharma and deals with the miscreants and, and so on and so forth is the idea. So he comes to the world you know, for the sadhakas. So, so they, have, they have some power on him as well. <laughs> when the sadhana reaches a certain point, it has the power to draw him from the apricot realm. And here he comes with all of his associates to, uh, to pick us up. And uh, and and, uh, and uh, causes us to take birth in the Prakat Lila. So you know you wouldn't take birth at a particular time, right? I mean you would, but it wouldn't be four in the afternoon. Well, it might be four in the afternoon that you were born, but and Krishna's coming back. But I don't think every convert that enters there is, is born at, uh, at that uh, at, during Kauduli, cow dust, cow dust. But it's it's a charming time. Uh, to be sure, for everybody in brudge. So, that help? Some thoughts on that? Yes, thank you very much. All right. Anything else? Um, Krishna Chaitanya has a question. All right. Yeah. All right, Krishna. Hare Rama. So the, I've been reading Jiva Dharma, and I was in a section where there was a discussion of particular features of the Sanchari Bhavas and Madhura Rasa. And there were two that came up, and, and I just thought I'd read it so I don't talk about it wrong. One, the most fascinating feature is that whatever type of Krishna Prema is present in the friends and elders, and the other rasas is also attained as a Sanchari Bhava in Madhura Rasa. In other words, the Stai Bhavas of those other rasas act as Sanchari or Vyabhichari Bhavas in this rasa. That's one. And then the other, um, another wonderful point is that the Vyabhichari Bhavas in this rasa, even those such as Marna, death, are not considered direct Angas of rasa, quite logically. In this rasa, they have been counted among the attributes, gunas, of the rasa. The conclusion is that rasa itself is the guni, that which possesses the attributes, and the vyabhichari bhavas are the attributes, guna, that it possesses. So I, I just have kind of a question in relation to each of those. The, the first one is if the other in Madhura rasa, if Stai Bhavas act as Sanchari Bhavas, how is this similar to or different from the bundled Dasya and Vatsalya with Sakya or the mixed Sakya and Odhurya? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the question on that side. And the other side is, what, what is this difference between an Anga and a Guna as far as the, how the Sanchari Bhavas are acting 
in Madhura for us. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, in the first instance, what um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying is that, for example, when the gopis see Mother Yasoda loving Krishna in Vatsalya Bhava, it is an inspiration to them. It's an aspect of their lover. Um, who's a beautiful side, child of Yashoda, who loves them in a particular way. It's the object of their love, and they are seeing him loved and being the object of love of, uh, of, 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 his, of his mother. And um, they, that, that is inspiring to them, and it augments, in a way, um, stimulates, excites, as uh, well, it would be a vibhava, but let's say it, it, it augments, it nourishes hmm, their, own, their own love. When they see the, uh, how the coward boys love Krishna, how he, he loves them, uh, uh, this augments their own love. Hmm? Um, there's even a direct statement in this regard, um, I believe in, um, in Ujbal Nilmani, that the mere uh, sight of Krishna's uh, Narmasakas, such as Subal, is an excitement or a, a well, yeah, a, a, a excitement's not the right word, but it's a, it's a sun. It, it augments their, their Madhurya Rasa. So I think that just look at it from a human uh, point of view, which is often um, the best way to um, help us uh, understand these things because it's a human-like Leela and it is very much a catering, if you will, the, the explanations to our humanness and our human psychology. Um, through which you know we are emotional beings through which we can we bond with things and develop attachments so as such we can develop a bond with an attachment for god for krishna so when we if we love someone and and you know uh, our our wife when we see how her father loves her or if her father this is old school i don't know anymore how it works but the father would talk to you. This is my daughter, you know. I, I love her, and she and I'm putting her in your hands, you know. Um, it's uh, to the to the prospective husband, and uh, and I'm you know he's interviewing him for the job, you know. It used to be something like that of being husband, and he's very protective and so forth. And it's in you know it, it, it inspires some protective feelings, you know, on, on his part. For, for yes, I'll take care of her. You know, this is how it used to be. I'll take care of her, and you know, and you don't have to worry, and so on and so forth. So I think that's the way to think about what Bhaktivinotakur is saying there. And the second question that you had um, is that 
can you can you repeat it again that section from the Ajaiva Dharma? I can. So another wonderful point is that the Vyabhichari Bhavas in this rasa, Madhurya, even those such as Marana, death, are not considered direct angas of rasa. Quite logically, in this rasa, they have been counted among the attributes gunas of the rasa. Mm -hmm. Conclusion is that rasa itself is the guni. Right. What he's saying there is that um, it's possible for a if 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 I am in Madhurya rasa and I, that that rasa is defining me, if you will, um, there is the possibility that another rasa, be it a primary rasa or a secondary rasa, a mukhi rasa or a guna rasa, a primary rasa would be like sakya rasa, or a guna rasa would be like um, rodra, anger, let's say, for example, or hasya, you know, humor. Um, it, uh, it's possible that myself, for example, let's say, or a devotee in Madhurya rasa, will find some uh, attraction to that other rasa, and that rasa, primary or secondary, will serve as an anga to their rasa, which is the angi. Angi means the body, anga means the limb. So if the body of my rasa identity is, is Madhurya, it's possible for another rasa, primary or secondary, that's favorable to my rasa identity, for that rasa to serve as an anga of the angi, a limb of the body of my rasa. And in doing so, it nourishes or intensifies the rasa that, that, that identifies me. Um, a example is sometimes given that if you take yogurt and you add honey to it, what you've done is sweetened yogurt. So when the a primary or a secondary rasa serves as an anga to the rasa that you're identified by, that rasa you're identified by in this analogy is the yogurt and the anga rasa is the honey. Its purpose, the angra rasa, is to nourish the sweeten, to take, assist to take it to new heights, hmm, that um, rasa that you're identified by. Okay. Now, these rasas have the power to, to function in this way, primary or secondary. Hmm. And this is something that we're talking about, this happens on occasion. Mm -hmm. This happens on occasion. Um, now it's a different thing to have the rasas bundled together as that that that's your identity, a bundle of you know a couple of two or three rasas, one of them being the primary one. Mm -hmm. There are even instances in which the primary rasa is one that is not compatible with another one that it's bundled with, like Balram Sakya is incompatible with Vatsalya. Mm -hmm. But so he experiences them separately hmm. um, in, at different times, right, and so forth. Now, 
according to Jiva Goswami, there is a possibility of an Angirasa and an Angarasa that are compatible also being uh, combined. So that would function somewhat uh, differently. Um, whereas, um, but um, as a permanent bob, I mean, as a Sankul bob, and it would seem that then that, that Angarasa is, is continually nourishing or enabling that, that Angirasa to uh, attain the heights that it, that it does by such nourishing. So it's getting a little complicated, but the difference between that and what Bhaktivinoda Thakur is talking about is he's talking about Sanchari Bhavs, not Rasas. Hmm. So Sanchari Bhavs don't have the same power as primary or secondary Rasas. Secondary Rasas, like I mentioned, anger or, or humor, they have the power to take precedence for some time, even while they're nourishing the primary rasa. And um, this is in one way in which they're uh, differentiated from sanchari bhavs that, that don't have that power. They don't have that power to become a rasa themselves, even for a short period of time. The secondary rasas are like Sanchari bobs. Sanchari means like transient. Mm -hmm. So they come and they go. But when they come, the secondary rasas, they have the power to, to attain, to, to give the experience of rasa itself. Rasa in, in humor. And you're just, you know, your stomach is cracking. You have to hold it, rolling on the ground, laughing. Mm -hmm. So the Sanchari bobs are different from the secondary rasas. In which in that they don't have that power, but they have power to act as gunas, while augment, nourish as well, but not to the extent of an angarasa. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Okay. Heavy question. Brings yeah. us to the yes. Can I ask you a follow-up question? You can try. Yeah. <laughs> Regarding the first question that Krishna Chaitanya mentioned, that, that the stari bobs of other rasas other than Madhurya rasa act as if you will be avichari bob for Madhurya rasa, for me it sounded more according to the description you mentioned that if the gopis if the gopis see the love of Yashoda for Krishna and they get inspired in their own stari bob of Madhurya rasa, well, that that may sound more like an adipana than a sanchari bob. Right, like a, some external stimuli, other rather than a, a, a particular emotion rising inside the gopis, like the sanchari bhavs that will nourish this thai bhav. But I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, uh, if you paid close attention, which I'm sure you did, but uh, a couple of times I said excite, and then I moved away from that word because yeah. I, <laughs> that's the rule of a bhav rather than a sanchari bhav. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, just using, it's a little bit, the way Bhaktivinoda has talked about that is a little bit um, unique and it's not particularly found in uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So we try to kind of like think, how is it talked about Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that he's trying to talk about that and put that, you know, in his own words and, and so forth, or maybe add something to it um, for that matter. But, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's a difference between 
the Vibhav, which is an excitant, and the um, Sanchari Bhav. And I guess, yeah, I did kind of talk about it in a way that it sounded more like an excitant, but I tried to <laughs> move away from it at, 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 the, same, at the same time. Um, um, but, um, it, you know, what, what can you say? It, 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 um, it's, it has a nourishing effect. So such as the, the augments, uh, I, it, it's augmenting their, uh, I, I don't think um, there, there, you know, there is a list, if you will, of, uh, uh, vibhavas or excitements given by Rupa Goswami of the different um, rasas. And this is not included in that list. So Bhakti Vinod Thakur has, yeah, he's simply saying that as far as I can understand from what was read, that um, the stai bhavs of other rasas have an of an effect of augmenting the love of the of the of the primary rasa makes sense. It's a little bit of a unique way of talking about it, um, but you know, at the same time, you probably could have said acts as an excitement too. Um, so. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on that. Thank All right. So, I, I, someone else here, John Nation, has asked, is it okay to post a question on the chat? I'm on with low bandwidth. I said yes, but he didn't ask. So, he sent, he sent it to me. Um, so, I have it if you want to answer it. Well, what is it? I'll see if I can give a short answer. If not, yeah. Um, so, his question was for someone who's um, more inclined to worshiping Krishna with awe and reverence, is it advisable um, to pursue this practice within Gaudiya Vaishnavism or seek in another Sampradaya? Thank you very much, Maharaj Hare Krishna. Well, um, I think that um, the teaching is that in Kali Yuga, um, Swayam Bhagavan has come as Chaitanya, in this Kali Yuga as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, we find that in his Leela, there are different associates from different Leelas. Mahavishnu is there, Hanuman is there, um, and so on and so forth. Um, not all of them have a Brudge uh, perspective, and he is catering to them um, nonetheless. So as I've often said, the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has two features, its breadth and its depth. So its depth refers to the fact that it, it affords us access to the inner inner uh, sanctum, if you will, of the Brajlila. But the breath is such that it affords, uh, that it, that it uh, has the power to nourish all types of love of God or the pursuit of all types of love of God. Hmm? Prabhupada, often focused on the breath. And so, uh, for example, in Bombay, where there was lots of worshipers of Sita Ram, uh, he, he had like three altars, and one of them he put Sita and Ram and Hanuman. 
Um, and uh, we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also had a nourishing effect on Sitaram uh, bhaktas and bhaktas of the of the um, uh, Sri Sampradaya, Venkatabhata and his family and, and so on and so forth. Um, and um, his uh, ma mantra that he emphasized uh, is the Hare Krishna mantra is universal. Um, uh, it can be given these very rasic, you know, kind of interpretations. Um, and uh, somebody's drawing that out of it, but it has very broad implications also at the same time, uh, calling out to Hari, to Ram, to Krishna. And, uh, and so, um, let me give you a, a short story that I've told before that um, may in a charming way answer your question. There was a devotee who was a member of um, ISKCON and after a while he got uh, frustrated uh, for different reasons. Um, and then he turned those emotional uh, if you will, uh, problems into reasoning, which we often do. We reason about our feelings and, 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 and seek to support them rather than sometimes using reason to separate ourselves from our feelings and, and see the truth of the matter. So he reasoned his way also out of the philosophy of, um, uh, of Goswamis, the Vrindavan Goswamis, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And uh, decided that you know it was it was it was wrong you know and the right thing was the um, Sri Vaishnavism which is a school uh, in which reverential love of God is the ideal and so he got initiated in the Ramanuja Sampradaya and so on and so forth and then he went to uh, Sometime he went to Sri Ranga, went to the capital, if you will, of uh, Ramanuja Sampradaya, and he went to come and have the darshan of Ramaji. They said, no, 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 no Westerners can come in here. You had to be Hindu. Hmm? He said, no, I am Hindu. I'm Hindu. You know, look, you know, I, and they said, no, 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 you have to be Hindu. You have to be Hindu. No, no, no. He argued with them and he showed him his paper. He was initiated. He had some paper, you know. No, 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 you have to be Hindu. And so he was very frustrated. And in his frustration, without thinking about it, oh, Hare Krishna. He said, oh, and then the Pujari said, oh, Hare Krishna. Okay, yeah, you come in. <laughs> so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can help you, anyone um, who wants Aishwarya Bhav in Kali Yuga at this time, more than anyone else, I would say. Um, at one point uh, to, uh, to consider. Hmm. Um, that said, I do know a couple of devotees who went uh, to be, uh, who had that kind of um, uh, ideal of Aishwarya Bhav, and they went to the, um, they included, let's say, some nourishment in terms of details from the Ramanuja Sampradaya. So uh, without, you know, giving up Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, chanting Hare Krishna and so forth. So, but that said, um, 
if we decide that's what we want, we have to think if whether our decision is, you know, what's it arising out of? Is it, is it mature? Is it is it is it um, underscored by tattva and, and and so on and so forth? That would make it um, worth uh, pursuing, or is it just a uh, a sentiment, an emotion, a reaction to something? Um, in our sampradaya, for our our, our ragmarg sampradaya, um, and the fact is that if one gives oneself to the chanting, and Aishvarya Bhav is his destiny or ideal that comes to manifest, then the Bhav will tell you what to do, where to go, hmm. at that time. So you can definitely get Aishvarya Bhav from chanting Hare Krishna. And what you can also do in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, for that matter, if you have some sentiment towards Aishvarya Bhav, you can worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Gordon Ryan, along with Vishnu Priya, right in Navadweep. Um, so uh, there's a department there for Gaur. Uh, an angle on a vision on Gaur Lila that it's full of Aishvarya. Hmm. So if, 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 if it's Bhagwan you want to worship in Aishvarya, there he is. That is the side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Worship that side of him. That's what I would recommend. Shiman Mahaprabhu ki jai. Gaur Bhaktivrinda ki jai. Hare Krishna Mahamantra ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Hare Bo. We'll be with you next week. I think next week is I'll be there Saturday and yeah. Saturday and then yeah, yeah Saturdays. You have yeah, like turn Radhastami. Okay, Haribo. Jai Radhe. Jai Radhe.